Hey world, it's nice to meet you. I'm Cassidy Jackson, and you are listening to Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. More Gen Z authors seem to be coming out of the woodwork in the past few years, myself included. And I want us to be able to have a safe space to express ourselves, since the online world is a scary place, and we might feel extremely alone. In each episode, I am highlighting an amazing Gen Z author who has agreed to share part of their story online. Sit back, relax, and please, remember, you are never alone as an author of any age. Everybody, this is the first episode of the podcast, and this has been in the works for three months. And I've basically been gatekeeping the entire thing. It's fine because now it's not gatekeeping. And I have my first guest, so I will let her kind of introduce herself, like whatever she wants to share, her genres, maybe something a little bit about her book. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Hi, my name is Lilka Clarkson. I am 18 years old and my book is called Opposite Day. Uh, before I get into that though, I'm going to talk about a little bit about me. Um, I am just graduating out of high school. Very exciting. Um, I was a full IB diploma candidate. Uh, hopefully I'll get it. We'll see in June. Um, I was a varsity basketball player for three years. I was co-captain this year, which was awesome very athletic, <laughs> but I'm also, I guess, smart, and I love like, biology and stuff, so I'm going to be going into marine biology in college. Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, I am super excited about this podcast and to be interviewed, and I'm really excited to talk about my book, Opposite Day. Really back, or really quickly, I'm going to talk about the plot, just because if I don't, like, read what I have, I will go into like a tangent on the book. <laughs> so I'm just gonna quickly read that. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. And so, yeah, here's the plot. So Max and Sage, which are my two main characters, were born believing they're alone in the world. It isn't until an unsuspecting teacher introduces them after they wrote the same paper for an assignment. They realize they are not alone and they begin to question what they truly know. During their quest for answers, they meet new creatures and people and learn of the prophecy. The prophecy tells them that they must work together to save both worlds from an extinction level event. Yeah, that's a little bit about me and my book. Um, so yeah. Okay, let me just say that your book sounds so interesting. And I know as a fellow author, it is so, so hard not to give away too much. It's so hard. <laughs> but I think you did an amazing job. And actually, what we're here to talk today about is basically like, how? How can you do all of that stuff? Be an IB candidate, do basketball, because I know like sports in high school, they're a big deal. Yeah. And so it's just, ow. Yeah. What, um, and I guess I can start off, let's go back to the beginning, shall we? Why not? Like, how did you get into writing? Why did you decide to write this book? Yeah, so I have loved reading since I was a little kid. Um, my parents would read to me as I went to bed, and eventually they were would read only every like every other night. And I just said, I can't wait for you, and started reading on my own. Um, and so pretty much the idea for the book came to me in 2019, which is kind of a long time ago. Um, but I'm going to talk about it later. School gets crazy. <laughs> and so pretty much what happened is during that time, the idea of Opposite Day was really big and I don't know if everyone remembers it, but I sure do because you would just, it was kind of a day to be silly on Wednesdays. 
um, you meant you said yes, but you meant no. You were happy, but you were sad. Meant you were sad, like stuff like that. Um, just to be silly, to be with your friends. Um, and so one day at lunch, my friend group and I decided, like, what would opposite day really look like if it exists? So kind of like an alternate universe, um, kind of deal. Before we actually were discussing alternate universes and movies and stuff. Um, and so would mythical creatures be real? Um, with like this movie creatures that we movie characters that we see in big films like Star Wars be real um, creatures that are extinct still be alive like that kind of thing like fairy tale creatures um, and so I just absolutely loved that conversation um, and so my friend and I who's actually my editor uh, decided to expand on that and so that's kind of how Opposite Day was born. The fact that you and I basically kind of started off our ideas basically the same way I was literally at lunch in, I believe, 2020. So we all know how that year went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it or we cannot. It's fine. We all know how that went. Exactly. And I was talking. I'm like, what would happen if somehow somebody tried to, like, basically evade the military? Because we all know about, like, the military draft in the United States. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't really know how it works, but like the general principle everybody knows about. Right. And so I was kind of like, what if? So the, the original idea was like, what if somebody had to get drafted in the war, in like some kind of war, but they had no choice? And so mm -hmm. the main character at the time, who was very unnamed, just kind of there, he was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm not going to wait around to get drafted. So she basically runs away and finds a bunker and just lives there. And that was kind of what the original idea was supposed to be. Again, like it evolved and it changed as all stories do. But that was kind of just how it started. And I'm like, and then it kind of evolved into what it is now, which is kind of a young adult dystopia with mystery tendencies. Because when I was younger, I read a lot of Nancy Drew and Cam Jansen and A to Z Mysteries, you know, mm -hmm. all of that. And so I was like, yes, this yes. needs an air of mystery. So now yeah. we have dystopia with a subgenre of mystery, which is really, really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like an, it's going to be an incredible book if it's not out already. <laughs> it is not, actually. I'm not even done with the first draft. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I mean, my Twitter is going to be linked below in the little description thing of this podcast. So if anybody just wants to check out kind of like my vibes on there, what's going on, it's a little unhinged, but I'm Gen Z, so I think I get a pass. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I'm just so curious like you started this in 2019 which means you were a sophomore in high freshman. school freshman? freshman yeah so it was um like a month or two before we left for summer break um so we were just having a lunch day and we decided to have the conversation and then one of my friend and I decided to kind of expand on it she was originally gonna write it with me um, but I just got so carried away that I just said, you're just going to be my editor. And we've just had a great relationship from that. Um, but yeah, so it's taken me almost four years now to write 80 pages. <laughs> you know um, what? 
you that that's what we're here to talk about like how the how in the world did you manage to write 80 pages okay for people who are unfamiliar with the ib format how does that work yeah so it's a two-year course of courses uh so there's you have to take six courses all together two sorry three of them are two-year courses so i chose to do english history and science two-year and so those are called hls um, and then I took three SLs, which are the one year's uh, courses. And I took math, Spanish, because you have to take four years of a language. And uh, psychology is my fourth one. Um, so pretty much what it entails is it's kind of like AP, if you're familiar with AP, but it's more like worldly. It's, it's classes are taken around the world. So if you want to be an international student, you can totally do that um, through IB and it allows you to get some credits for outside of the US or outside of wherever you are. Um, and it's it's honestly great. I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's very rigorous. I had to write a 4,000 word paper just on my own without the courses. Each course has an IA, which is about 1,500 words. And then there's a TOK class, which is theory of knowledge, where I wrote, I think, two or three essays with close to 1,500. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of writing, which I guess. Yeah, kind of nice. this uh, is giving I, one of my close friends actually is an IB or was an IB student in the town that I currently live in. And so the fact that as you were saying this, all of the flashbacks of yeah. her telling me like, oh, I can't hang out. I have to write this like yeah. 2000 page <laughs> essay or not page, sorry, word 2000 pages. Holy cow. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's too much for And me. I have to do this 10-page research paper about whatever topic the class mm -hmm. is. But she is also a pre-med student. Yeah. So she, like you, she chose to go into the heavy STEM direction. Yes. <laughs> and I actually, you know this, we've talked about this. I actually was marine science for yes, the right. longest time I was 12 when I decided you know what I'm gonna be a marine biologist yeah, and then I, I got to the college where I am now and that dream kind of fell through <laughs> because coursework was not great my brain it's weird like I love science and I love math okay I guess I don't love math I tolerate math <laughs> and it was just it got to be a bit much and I was also writing at the time. And so, you know, like STEM and writing a fiction book kind of don't really go together. So my balance was kind of off. I don't know about how yours was, but mine was just not there. Yeah, I think for a long time, I didn't write for about a year, I think, um, just because I had so much going on and I kind of lost the like willingness to write, um, but eventually it came back to me and I got super excited and started writing more. Um, there's definitely times where I would get like upset at what I was writing, if that makes sense. Um, I didn't love how it was coming out, uh, so I'd just come back to it later or something. Um, and then I would reread something else, and I'm like, this is incredibly genius. Or like, <laughs> my friend would text me, she's like, I love this line. Or um, So it's definitely a balance, not only in finding time to write, but in what you're actually writing. Um, so yeah. yeah, see, I am 20 years old, and I do not have that balance. But then again, my high school years were extremely interesting, to say the least, especially 
in the Midwest, where I am currently right now, it's it's an interesting area of the country, yeah. let's say. And especially for somebody who is, you know, Asian American, like I am. Surprise, everybody. I'm Asian American, <laughs> you know, because I try not to post my face out there. I write under a pen name just because privacy and I were very close. Just because, you know, introvert, my dad yeah. works, is, well, it doesn't work, but he has dabbled in the computer science industry. So I was kind of raised on, like, privacy is super important. Like, don't reveal too much, only reveal certain things. And so I kind of took that and I was like, okay, well, then I'm not going to reveal a whole bunch of stuff just when I'm ready all of that and I guess as a high schooler who is online I mean you're not exactly online but I'm sure you have some kind of social media I'm like I don't know are your friends are they online in terms yeah. of like Tumblr and Instagram and Twitter all of that yeah I was I think I'm one of the last people in my group to actually be online um I for the longest time did not have any social media accounts and then my friend just grabbed my phone and said you're getting Instagram you have to at least get Instagram um and so then my Instagram page uh, personal page came and then eventually my book page which is pretty fresh um and then I also have a photography page just because I love photography and it's another art thing for me to do every now and then um but yeah, that's pretty much my only presence besides like Twitter for my book as well. Um, just because I also was kind of raised on you don't share much and um, I just don't have the willingness to download any of the other apps just because I think I spend too much time on Instagram alone. I don't need the other <laughs> other apps to take up no, that. No, I definitely get that. I was 14 when I got Pinterest. 16 when I got my first Instagram and then I was 18 when I got Tumblr and Twitter so I was also quote unquote late to the game as <laughs> they say mm -hmm. and I've actually been it's been really interesting just to see like how high school is now that I'm in college because you're still in school right mm -hmm. actually today was my last day oh okay yeah, yeah. so Surprise! Happy last day of school to you! Yay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and then you graduate on the 15th, right? Yeah, or June 15th, yeah. Yeah, June 15th. Yes. Yeah, this is being filmed, or I guess not really filmed, but like recorded on June 9th. So, you know, June 15th. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot people don't know when I'm recording. It's fine. Yeah. I'm new to this. <laughs> I get a pass. <laughs> how would you describe your high school experience just like in a sentence or two kind of like a book blurb Ooh, okay um well because of COVID and all that I would say very chaotic um very enjoyable um but yeah so chaotic and enjoyable I think um overall it was yeah chaotic and enjoyable <laughs> I don't really love know. that I love <laughs> how just COVID has yeah. basically taken over all of our lives, no matter what part of the country or what part of the world you're in, because we were basically, to quote High School Musical, all in this together. And yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. were, I was, I think, 
17 when it started. So I was kind of, I had my senior year 2020. How was your freshman year going into sophomore year? Yeah, so we actually had a cyberware attack um, before COVID. So like I had the craziest four years. We had a cyberware attack right before we went into COVID. So we were down on internet. We went back to like the paperless stuff. It was eye-opening for some students. <laughs> Just how that I can only was. imagine, especially because like you said, you were literally probably one of the last of your group of friends who was like, I'm going to get social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was very strange. Um, but uh, yeah, so, but going into COVID, I just, I think the week before we went into like COVID and stuff was when we had our talk about opposite day. Um, it was like a few weeks before. So the timeline of all that is just kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I think everyone has that experience of being, oh, it's just going to be a couple weeks. Um, we'll come back after spring break, whatever the story was. And then we just didn't. Um, so and your I, whole high school experience was just based off of yeah. that one whole year and having your teachers adjust because I'm sure it wasn't easy for them. No, yeah, it was it was very strange because the end of my year, the teachers were like, well, we don't really know what to do. <laughs> we don't know what to do with all you. And my heart goes out to all the seniors, whether it's high school, um, college, like just graduating classes that just had to have been really hard because it was hard for us freshmen. <laughs> but then you all had to do all your graduating stuff. Um, yeah, but... no, my friends who were 2020 graduates in high school, it was just a whirlwind of, you know, getting your diploma in the mail, you know? I know some people had like drive-throughs at their high school where they literally sat in their car and just drove through and everybody was like clapping and cheering and going yay. And then yeah. I kind of feel very privileged because I graduated 2021. Yeah. And so I was able to kind of have that stereotypical, you know, American high school graduation where you're all just sitting there and you're hot and you're sweaty yeah. and you just want a drink of water, but you can't <laughs> move because you're not allowed to move once yeah. you're there and your water bottle is just gone because they're actually gracious enough to give you water bottles. So oh, that's good. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't bring anything. At least I wasn't allowed to for my high school graduation. It's just you, your cap, your gown, and whoever you decide to bring. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully you don't overheat because I know your area of the country. Yes, it's been cool recently, but yeah, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, I hope for your sake that you at least have some breeze if you're outdoors. Yeah. Hoping so. <laughs> we are outdoors. Are you outdoors? Yes, we are. And so it's it's nice, though, because they finally changed the time because it used to be earlier in the day, I believe. Um, and so they moved it back. So we're like a sunset graduation. And so it's just going to be gorgeous. That would be so cool. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that aspect of it all. So it'll be a little cooler um, and it'll just be pretty much gorgeous. So I'm very excited. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let me think about this. Because I love how I was just like, this is going to be a very candid conversation. And then I'm like, I'm going in this like very unscripted. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think of like, okay, so you said you have 80 pages in your book? Yes, close to. How many chapters have you written? 
Um, I'm currently writing my 10th chapter. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll talk a little bit of how like the structure is kind of going. Um, so I have a prologue, which is the essays that are submitted to a teacher, Mr. Madnich, um, uh, who's like your stereotypical um, older teacher who just is kind of grumpy all the time. <laughs> Doesn't want to uh, be there. Yeah. Just kind of done like, with life. Yeah, exactly. I know yeah. the type. Yeah, exactly. So he's kind of like that. Um, and so each chapter switches between the perspectives of Max and Sage. So you kind of get, because they're going through such a unique thing, you get that difference of um, like perspectives and you get to kind of see how, although you didn't get to see how they reacted in that moment, mo most of the time they're reflecting in the start of the next chapter. So you can kind of see what they were thinking of that time too, which I really like um, in that aspect. So yeah. That sounds absolutely amazing. And I wish that you had more because I'm like, this is so, so great. I have never actually written alternating perspectives. And so I'm wondering, like, are the are your main characters in you said they're in high school, right? Yes. Are yeah. you pulling from like your own experiences with the IB program? Are they in IB? They're not in IB. Um but I do think that they both have bits and pieces of me for sure, because um, so Sage is more of the nerdy. She's like more reserved at school. She's not well known. Um, bookworm, like teacher's pet, like loves teachers, like talks to teachers. And I definitely um, can relate to that part of her. And then there's also Max, who's like the jock, who's athletic, who still knows a lot of people. Um, and I, as an athlete, I feel like I can relate to that one as well. Um, and I think I do relate a little bit more to Max because as you get through the book, it's not necessarily a spoiler, but he becomes more open about his intelligence. Um, and so oh, the stereotypical jocks aren't allowed to be smart. <laughs> I actually know a lot of jocks who are smart. Exactly. So, I you know, that <laughs> just goes out the window immediately. And, so and it's what yeah. strikes me as kind of sad about kind of the whole athlete thing is that you are an IB athlete, mm -hmm. which kind of conflicts the fact that jocks aren't supposed to be smart, whether they are male, female, non-binary, questioning, yes. you know, whoever they are. Like, mm -hmm. how has that kind of shaped this book into being like, you have a jock and you have a nerd, and so you have, like, two halves of you that are kind of coming together into these two different characters? Yeah, I mean, when I first went into high school, like from all the movies and books I had read, um, it just seems like that was kind of the way it went. There were the jocks, there were the nerds, and they were just kind of separate. Um, but I think as the book progresses, it, or it starts like that, the book starts as kind of separate. Um, but I think as it progresses, at least for these characters, they get kind of closer and like the worlds kind of meet in that way. Um, because that's how I feel my high school experience was. Because there were a ton of IB students who were also athletes and some of them were multiple like multiple sport athletes. Um, and so I think it kind of shows that you can be both um, and you can be friends with both. And so um, that you don't have to necessarily like stick to your own, like one part of you. Cause I guess I've always ex described myself as a smart jock or like a, um, a student athlete, a student athlete, I think is a better way probably to put it. And I think that's a great way to look at it as a student athlete rather than a jock or a, um, intelligent person, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I'm 
I have noticed that throughout my high school experience, like as you were describing like, oh, the jock or student athletes as we are now calling them <laughs> and the nerds and the kind of more like teacher's pets, quote unquote, they really did separate. In, and in my high school, we had honors classes for all four subjects and we had like not honors classes yeah. and I actually took a mixture of both so I was kind of the nerdy one I was the one who I would basically be like I want to say like a Hermione Granger type character where I would be like oh I know the answer but then I would kind of be like oh, I've already said something like three times in class, so I'm not going to say it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's just carried me through college where I actually in college, I'm like, I don't know what, what's going on. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. And then I go back to my dorm room and I learn it. So that's one difference of high school and college. It's like, you kind of have to teach yourself. But as a student athlete, you know, you don't have a lot of time for homework. You don't really have a lot of time for anything. So time management is just of the essence for you rather than it was for me. I didn't really do a whole lot. I just did theater. Yeah. So that was only my only extracurricular activity that I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, time management has been extremely important in my high school career just because my sport for basketball, at least, is a full year sport, um, mm. at least at my and so we'd have a summer league, a fall league, a winter league, and a spring league. Um, so we were just constantly going. And so I never really had a break at all. Um, we weren't allowed to leave for vacation. Um, oh, and so, at all? Yeah, I could, but like, it was advised that we did not. And so as a, um, not saying that if you do leave, you're not dedicated, but as a semi-dedicated, <laughs> I guess, person, um, I wanted to stay and I just wanted to work on it. So that way I could get to the varsity level as I did in my sophomore year. Um, and there's been people who are still very good athletes and they leave for vacation. I want that name. <laughs> there's no judgment if you leave for vacation. <laughs> um, Vacations are sometimes needed. They are, very much so. And I do wish I had done a little bit more vacations um, just because it would have been nice. But um, yeah, so time management has been super key for me. I did take honors classes as well, at least my first two years. Um, so I also had that mixture of some honors and some not classes. Um, so I definitely agree. I was that person that's like, oh, I already answered three times. Maybe let's let someone else go. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, just it was hard at times to do time management, but um, I just didn't, I guess, allow myself a lot of social life, I guess, um, for most of my high school career. Granted, I'm a pretty social person. <laughs> so there was definitely still times like I went out as much as possible. Um, but coming out of school at 3.30, going immediately to practice till 6, 7 o'clock, and then going home to do homework was kind of all I had. Um, and so I learned to use all class periods um, to do my work, uh, free periods, like that was really key for me. Um, so it was really nice to have that time in class or like for free periods um, or homeroom or whatever we had. Um, but yeah, if you don't have that time, it gets really hard <laughs> and you're up really late and I like to sleep. And so I just had to be really on myself of, listen, you have this time, you need to use it to your best of your ability. Um, and luckily I did, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish I had that talent. It's it's a talent as somebody 
who kind of, I didn't really coast. In high school, I studied, I did work, but I just had theater. So there were times where I would be at school for like half an hour. And then mm -hmm. during tech week, I would be there from like 8 a.m. to like very, very long time theater people. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Tech week is the week where you can't get sick. You can't have anything happen or stuff is going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. I know look, you actually did theater, right? For some of it? Uh, theater, I did not do theater, but I have a lot of people who are part of theater, so that's why I'm like nodding my head. Okay, <laughs> um, I was like, hold on a minute so stressed during tech week and I'm like you poor people. oh yeah that's right our mutual friend yes, has our... done theater that's why I was yeah. like I made that connection then I was like no it's through basketball never mind yeah no but I do know I, I do wish to some extent I had done theater um but I am grateful that I never had to go through a tech week <laughs> but yeah it's just very stressful <laughs> Yeah, no, I was gonna say, as soon as I asked, like, the you did theater question, I was like, wait a minute, you didn't have time because you were basically a full year athlete. So yeah. any time you had was already just basketball, eat, sleep, potentially hang out with your family and friends if you had the time. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you find the time to write 80 pages and all of that? Well, I mean, I only got 80 pages in the past four years, so that's like 20 pages a year. Um, so obviously I didn't write every day and I didn't, and there was long stretches of time where I just didn't write. Um, and sometimes it was just a way to procrastinate on other things. Um, <laughs> and some, sometimes that's what you gotta do. Um, and then other times it was like the reward afterwards too. If, if you get all your work done on Saturday, you can maybe write a little bit on Sunday or explore stuff on another day and whatnot. Um, and so I pretty much use summers and breaks um, for the most part. Uh, and just whenever I'm feeling like, you know, let's pick up the computer and start typing <laughs> or start writing um, and like editing or whatever I feel like doing, looking at photos to get inspired is a great way like um for scenic backdrops or whatever or characters which I have many amazing photos <laughs> uh, for some of my characters um and so that'll help too is if you want to write but you don't feel like writing to start um but you have the ideas uh, definitely look up photos and I think that was really helpful for me is um just looking at photos be like that character's so cute let me write about them or like um, so yeah and that's actually definitely a really good like kind of writing exercise I almost want to call it like warm-up where you basically just look up a description of a character online you look at a google image and if you can immediately go I see that character and their story I say go for it that's a great writing exercise and maybe you'll get a story out of it Who exactly yeah and pages I a year based on what you have done and the rigor in which you have described, you are very chaotic and very enjoyable, <laughs> very time managed for years. I don't know if I could have done that, honestly. It takes a talent. Thank you. And like I said, I don't have that talent just because I only did theater. And I'm actually learning in college, like time management. and. For those of you who are in college and who have graduated or are in 
like graduate programs or even like in scary adult jobs that I don't want to think about right now and you don't know time management nobody knows time management unless you actually sit yourself down and you are like look I have to do this this and this and in between this and this I can squeeze in this little tiny thing like maybe eating a banana while yeah. I'm like doing something basically so multitasking was basically your friend at that point yeah pretty much yeah and I would definitely say I am not the queen of like multitasking or time management I definitely have times where I could have time managed better um and it's definitely definitely a learned skill um and my parents were super helpful with like molding me I guess if that makes sense into making sure that I <laughs> have that time management at least for my first two years and then COVID happened and it kind of just wrecked everything um for time was just like even if you have that time management skill and you work on it and you're like I can do this I can do like varsity basketball I can do you know my HL courses and I can excel it's not going to happen when you have something like that yeah. you had to find new ways to time management because you were probably all online like you were basically we were all just stuck in our houses or wherever we were at the time yeah. and so other people are like oh that would be a perfect time to write but as a student your first priority or at least for you and me our first priority yeah. was always will be school just because we were kind of raised in like oh school is good school gets you places yeah school is going to help you survive in this economy and this world yeah just exactly. because the world is scary world is scary yeah <laughs> and I don't know how you feel about transitioning from high school to college like and your kind of like writing journey and how that's going to be because obviously you're going to have a lot more free time with large chunks of classes so how would you potentially fill that time if you're not in basketball practice if you are going to be a student athlete in college yeah well, um, I'm not necessarily going to be like the school student athlete, but I'd like to like work out and like be on an intramural team and whatnot. So I guess you could count it as a student athlete. Um, but like my goal is to finish in the next year and a half, two years of the first draft. Um, and so whether that means like just finding the time, just getting excited, um, whether that means I have my wonderful editor give me a timeline and I stick to it, like... <laughs> Um, I just have to figure something out because I haven't had that kind of timeline um, just because school's just been crazy. Um, you but... set timelines and it never works. No. I was supposed to, I started writing this draft May of 2022. Mm -hmm. And I was like two years after I had first thought of the idea. And so I, the way that I write is I sit down an idea comes to me and I just word vomit on the Google Doc. I'm like, you know what, this is an idea. I have to get this down. And a lot of my friends who write, they full outline. I can't. <laughs> like, I, I, I just can't. Are you the word vomit type? 
I'm pretty much the word vomit type. Yeah, I'll like, especially if I'll, I'll reread what I had just written like the day prior or whatever, month prior, year prior, um, and then just go from there, kind of like what's coming next. I did, however, do a little bit of an outline just for the next couple chapters because I just got so excited <laughs> about where I wanted to the book to go. Um, so I was like, all right, this has to happen here, this has to happen here, this has to happen here. And I'm pretty much have stuck to that so far. Um, I even have like the last line of the book and how the next book is kind of going to go. <laughs> it's a series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's going to be a series. I'm so I excited. Oh, so if I can actually finish the first book, I would love it to be a series. Um, you know it was what? You and I are in the same boat. I actually just finished. I just reached the halfway point. Like, I want to say two days, like yesterday at 1 a.m. Or two days ago at 1 a.m. So it's very recent. And I'm still, like, so excited because I'm halfway done. Yeah, that's so great. That's amazing. And it's just you will get there and everybody's timeline is different so i mean you know that you have <laughs> written like and the fact that you actually found time to maybe jot down a few ideas or words or maybe a chapter if you had an extended period of time and you were very inspired that's inspiring to me to be like you are the epitome of a college student who cannot have a social life because of all of the other things going on in her life at yeah. this point in time. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, you know, when I was in high school, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have a social life. I'm gonna be really popular, all of that. You know how it is. And then I got to high school and I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I think, my issue too was with like the social life and the coming into high school and being I don't like this is I have a pretty strong personality and I'm pretty happy with who I am which is very I'm very lucky I think because a lot of people aren't necessarily and so I do see that as I'm very lucky to have that um but yeah I just didn't like the idea of changing myself for other people um and so I think that's kind of also why I didn't have much of a social life <laughs> is that because of the world at least at my high school was in order to be popular you either had to change yourself for those people or be a certain person oh, um, and I didn't feel like that was me and so I found my people and I love my people um and uh and I wouldn't really have it any other way just because I'm happy with who I am and again that's very lucky <laughs> yeah I know a lot of authors in kind of our niche age where it's like 18 to 22 they either find their people or they're like me and they haven't found their people. Like I found like bits and pieces, but I haven't really put together a whole puzzle. If you know what I'm talking about in terms of like, yes, I'm happy with who I am. Yes, I am extremely proud of the fact that I, when I was in high school, I didn't stoop to like, oh, you have to be a certain way to be popular because that's how high school books are supposed to go. Exactly. High school and college are never what the movies and books say they are. Yeah. It's always so different. Everybody has their own unique story. And I'm just glad that you're comfortable enough kind of sharing the bits and pieces of yours. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely... I do think I do, did write, like, thinking back on it, a little bit of a stereotypical um, high school experience, 
but I think each of the characters' personalities are so bold and so uniquely them that it also gives that you don't have to conform to, like, all of these people, and even if you do conform, you can go back and, like, find yourself, and um, it can be great, and if you find someone that allows you to do that, because um, I've been blessed with many people who allowed me to just be myself, um, and you can still find that, and so hopefully people can find that in the book, um, because there are characters who definitely conformed, but then there are others who either went back and said, this isn't me, let's revise, or there were characters who just went in and said, this is who I am, you can either like it or you can leave, and so, yeah. I feel, as soon as you said, like, you can like me or hate me, but I'm gonna stay the way I am, I'm like, that is me. That is who I was in high school, and unfortunately, that led me to get bullied, but you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from that experience. So I don't know if that is something you might want to put in your book or if you're going to put anything about mental health at all. Because I know that it's such a pivotal point in your life, high school. Like you're finding out who you are and your brain is basically going haywire. I know mine was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I think I will. I've definitely added, um, I think that now that you say that, I will add some mental health because I've had like, I've been leading up to a time where it could be a good experience to add for the mental health aspect. And I just like, as you were saying that, I like totally like pictured how I'm going <laughs> to write it. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you. So probably so- after this, you're just going to open up your laptop and just start writing. I'm like yeah. this is an idea I love it I'm so happy when I help fellow authors I'm like you know what yeah. I'm just talking and they're like wait hold that thought hold that thought I love this idea yeah. so I'm gonna be totally honest too the first part of that sentence that you said before the mental health I was like oh I have that but I forgot it because I got so excited about the idea of putting in the mental health aspect so I don't you know, know if you that's if fine the first part of what she said <laughs> I don't remember the first part of what I said. So you're going to have to go back once this is out. And like, the good news is this is recorded. Yes. And it will be public. So you'll be able to go back and be like, this, this is what Kathy was talking about right here, this moment. Yep, exactly. Um, So yeah, no. So so thank you for that. Because now I'm like picturing it. Now I'm going to be wanting to do that all night, but I have other stuff I have to do. So thank you. No, No, but I'm going to, I'm very excited now to add that part because that's going to be really good. Yeah. Like I said, not like 30 seconds ago, I love helping fellow authors and just getting them excited about their book. Because like you, I'm a full-time STEM college student. I you are gonna be that in literally a few months that's exciting for you I'm so happy that you decided to go down that path and you're passionate about it and you're excited because that's what people should be when they go into college they shouldn't be like oh I'm going to college just because it's the thing to do you know and I know a lot of people do that they're like oh I have to go to college for the job that I want or I have to go to college because like that's the thing to do and everybody does it and I have to stick to the status quo the status quo is overrated 
That was yeah. good for I'm, me. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if like your characters are going to stick to that, but you said don't because it kind of melds and weaves. And yeah. do you have like an idea of how you want to do that? Like just a little teaser. You don't have to do this. This is just a, oh, I'm excited to hear. Yeah. Um. So I definitely think that they like, as you said, like they melt and weave, and like I don't know if they will go to college because I haven't really thought about that all that much. Just because, um, I think they're either sophomore or junior year. I haven't really decided what year they are. I think they're probably more junior year so they're definitely not senior year or freshman year that's all I know <laughs> um but uh so I haven't really decided what year they are or if they're even thinking about college um so yeah I don't have too much on that topic sadly uh but I think I think they both will go to college but they'll find what they're passionate about if they do end up going uh, or if I end up writing about them going um that's what yeah. I love about characters. You start talking about them as if they're real people. And your friends who don't write, I know our mutual friend, she's like, I don't know this person. Who are you talking about? I don't, and you're like, oh, right. I'm the only person who knows this person the way that I'm yeah. writing this person. Let me back up. Yeah. And, explain. <laughs> yeah, explain the person or just be like, don't worry about it. Like, it's yeah. fine, just forget about it. And most of the time, I kind of gatekeep the characters because they're just so special and dear to my heart. And the fact, I'm just thinking about my YA dystopia and I'm like, the things I'm putting this poor girl through Oh my goodness. It's yes. Yeah. You can do it. I know she can. And I don't know what trials and tribulations high schoolers can get to. I, I I'm going to be a junior in college come late August, September. And I'm like, what did I even do in like my freshman first or second year of high school? worse the only reason I remember the third year is 2020 yeah that's it exactly yeah and yeah just yeah it's so hard to remember these things and then on the topic of like writing your characters and talking about them that also happens to me when I'm reading there was one book I'm re I was reading where I was like on an Instagram account I'm like oh my gosh this person would love this video and I was trying to find who it was in my uh, like accounts and stuff and then I realized it was a book character that I was reading and I'm like this person doesn't exist <laughs> I have no one to share this to <laughs> you but are the first you are not the first and last person to do that no <laughs> and I bet there are so many people out there who are like I am so glad Loka just said that because I have done that and I have felt so guilty but I have definitely sent my friends like oh they would love this and it's a book they've never heard of or they've never read and I'm like help me yeah, <laughs> no, for sure yeah I'm, I'm blessed to have book friends too and like my both of my parents are pretty good readers too so I ran into the room and I was like guess what I just did and we just laughed about it <laughs> uh, but yeah so yeah, yeah my house is definitely filled to the brim with books my room is filled to the brim with books 
And I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a poster right there of kind of a seascape with an oh, orca. Yes. And that kind of is ties to like, speaking of which, now that I've gotten back on the topic of marine science, after you were done writing this book and this series, potentially, will you write like a marine biology inspired book? That would be so cool. Yeah. I think it's also interesting, too, because I was talking to a substitute teacher that I had and I told him I was writing a book. And then I also told him I was going into a STEM career. And he just thought that was so fascinating that a STEM person would write a book. And I think that is kind of strange to me. Like, I didn't realize how like different that was. And I know there's so many people like you who are writing in STEM and just the fact that they the like conformity I guess of STEM people don't write books and also, yeah this goes back to the whole like jock nerd thing it's like yeah. no you are allowed to not conform like yeah. I've been reading since I was very young like you my parents read stories and then at five years old I was like you know what I'm too old you guys are reading books yeah. I just want to, I know how to read on my own. I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. And I've been doing it for the past 15 years. And it's led me down the path of, I just want to write now. Yes. <laughs> Everybody yeah. that I've talked to seems to be like, write what you know. But I don't know anything about the military. I don't know anything about drafts. I don't know anything about like, how that would go but I do know about you know manipulation and bullying and all of that so I feel a lot of authors and I know I'm not alone in this and they take a story that I told you earlier in this interview of like oh here's an idea I'm gonna write what I know surrounding this idea just because it's so much Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I definitely feel that because I obviously know nothing about magic and I know nothing about hippogriffs and phoenixes and all those characters and um, chimeras are also seen in my book. Um, <laughs> so yes, those are all characters in my book. Not Spoiler say, alert for people yeah. who don't know. <laughs> um, but um, so obviously I don't know anything about them. And so I think incorporating what you know like adding making the characters feel like someone you know even when they're animals or even when they're mythical beings and whatnot um so I think that's really true is surrounding what you know in the world like you said like whether it's bullying whether it's like the school structure whether it's just anything and then surrounding it with something that you don't know um is just so like I guess inspiring but it's also like it warms your heart a little bit because you know this thing, but then you're also going into a whole new world of imagination, whether you're writing the book, whether you're reading the book. And I think that's what I ultimately love about reading and writing. And so, yeah. It's just, I love the fact that I'm kind of through this podcast, just gathering the types of people. I'm like, oh, this person is writing about magic. Oh, this person is writing about, you know, a fairy tale. This person is writing about this, that, and the other. And I'm going, write these books so I can buy them. Yes. I'm a broke college kid and I have no money. I know. It's going to have to wait for a while. Yeah. I'm so excited, though, from what you told me. Thank it's you. Gonna, 
of school. It's going to have magic. It's going to have hippogriffs and phoenixes and sphinxes and all of the magical creatures. So how did, is this going to be like a realistic fiction world with, and just have magic in it? Or is it this like a magical world structured off of like a stereotypical American high school? Yeah, so I just realized that I didn't explain the two worlds, I guess. And so it's actually two different worlds. <laughs> one's oh. very magical and one's Earth. And so Max and Sage have a gift that very, very few people have of where they were born at like on a Wednesday at exactly 12. Um, and they're able to travel between the worlds on, I think it's once a month on Wednesdays. I'm still deciding whether I want it once a month or every Wednesday. Um, so that hasn't really changed how I write everything. Um, but I just have to decide logistically how that would look. Um, but yeah, so they travel between the two worlds. Their bodies still stay on Earth, but when they go from opposite day to Earth, they don't, if that makes sense. So it's their um, subconscious going to opposite day. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And so, but they're still there. Like their bodies are there. Um, and so they can still touch, they can still feel, they can still experience everything. They just don't stay there all the time. They just don't stay on Earth all the time. And so they get this wonderful opportunity to see things that no one else gets to see um and then they get to meet each other and they're like we're not alone in this anymore um and so it also gives that aspect of there's always somewhere out someone out there that is going through something very similar to what you're going through or the exact same thing in terms of your two characters yeah exactly and so finding the connections in even the most um totally different people is what I guess that the book is kind of based on and so yeah and then it's they, kind of yeah, yeah the story of basically you and me we had no each idea the other existed and our mutual friend was like you should meet this person this yeah. person like they would be you know your new best friend yeah. please meet this person <laughs> yeah and I'm like okay sure yeah. why not and, and now here that, we are exactly it's awesome love mutual friends (laughs) and I feel like the we are so different like you are essentially max in this scenario where it's like the student athlete blah 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 and I'm more sage where I'm like I'm kind of quiet I haven't really had a lot of friends I've just kind of faded into the background Mm -hmm. and then this one thing connects us which is we both love reading and we love to write and so here we go. So we're basically living your book at this point, yeah. right? That makes me so happy, actually, that you were able to, like, put that into, like, the real world and, like, connect. <laughs> that's, like, the first time someone's been able to do that. So that's very cool. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's kind of my hidden talent. Yeah. I can take things and I'm like, I can apply that to real life. I don't yeah. know if that's my STEM training coming out <laughs> where I can just see something, make an observation and go, yes, yeah. that is something that can happen in this world or my dystopia world or even your opposite day world. And why opposite day? Is that like some metaphorical meaning or is it literally just like everything is backwards? Everything is backwards pretty much because it just stemmed from the idea of opposite day while we were like at lunch and whatnot. Um, And so it's pretty much just what I picture that world to be like. Um, Many of them are living. And so like, it's just opposite day, like dodo birds. 
Um, one of the lines in the book uh, in the prologue is dodo birds make an appearance now and then um so that kind of gives you <laughs> the sense of like it everything can kind of happen um so you have like Greek gods and like whether you believe that that stuff is real or not um or it still is going to happen in the book just because I feel like it'd be a cool aspect um and so I think even if you do believe in it um like if you do believe in mythical creatures or you do believe in like mythical gods or whatnot um which is awesome uh, you get that aspect in here, hopefully, if I end up <laughs> writing them in. Um, but you get the mythical creatures for sure. And so you get that connection of, oh, there's a unicorn. I've always believed they're real. Maybe I should read the book or like stuff like that. Yeah, no, I absolutely love how you can kind of meld all of these things together in a really nice kind of soup that people mm -hmm. would want to eat, you know, like minestrone soup or chicken noodle yeah. soup. Exactly. Or baked potato soup, if you know you're a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm over here going, write this book when you have time. And I know so many people out there who will listen to this are like yeah. magical creatures, sure. mythical, <laughs> you know, worlds like the Greek gods, but also opposite day. And I don't know for people who I know there's a movie called Opposite Day that's mm -hmm. out, but I've never seen it. I actually haven't seen it either. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I think I'll have to soon. I mean, you're writing yeah. a... As soon as you said, yeah. like, there's mythical creatures and there's a dodo bird, I immediately was like, Alice in Wonderland. Like, yeah. That immediately came that to mind. Like yeah, yeah, because they go, I guess... Through, I guess it's a mental portal, but they go through a portal to this new magical world, and then they're transported back every couple chapters. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess the it's fact, the toll that it can take on a high schooler, though. You can have so much fun with that. Oh yeah, I know, and um, yeah. Oh, I have. I won't say anything more about that part because that's kind of a spoiler. But I have. <laughs> I love how you're just like I want to tell. I know. I like. You know. But I had to hold back for that part because that's definitely a spoiler but I have and I will continue to do so yeah that just oh. makes me so happy <laughs> that makes me so happy yeah and I the fact you. that <laughs> have you heard of book comps before that sounds so familiar but I don't know let's explain to the listeners what is that let's explain <laughs> to the world then for those of yeah. you who are not in the writing world or who have not immersed themselves fully into the writing world like Loka. Yeah. It's not your fault. Don't worry. It's not your <laughs> fault. I know you would want to if you had the time. Yes. But unfortunately, time is never our friend. <laughs> so book comps are where you're taking a book that you're writing or an idea and you're like, what aspects of other books or other media actually maybe I shouldn't say book comps but like media comps okay. comparisons essentially mm -hmm. is what those are and so kind of the what I made the connection of like oh your opposite days is, is taking some elements from Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. or like my book is kind of taking aspects from the series um I don't know if you're familiar uh one of the books that just came to my head was uh, See How They Run by Allie Carter. I've heard of it. Trilogy. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I'm taking aspects from that. 
and I'm taking aspects from the Hunger Games yes, and kind of smushing them together in a mm-hmm. way where there's I feel like I shouldn't give this away but at the same time like I've said oh, stuff on Twitter <laughs> so I might as well just tell the masses now yeah the main character is a government pawn which I'm obviously taking from the Hunger Games yeah poor Katniss she she's been through so much I feel mm-hmm. so I really do and then I'm putting my character basically through kind of like the mentality of like how would somebody react to being a government pawn Mm -hmm. without actually knowing she's a government pawn like Katniss she eventually finds out Mm -hmm. but my main character essentially the book is a past present kind of thing and the first chapter she starts out as 21 and I have to revise this for the 0. 0.5, 1.5 draft. He's like, everything I know is a lie. I need to get out. I everything is a lie. Yeah. And so the book kind of just follows her going 21 to 18. And kind of like, I know your biology. So you would get this. A kind of DNA helix. Yes. Uh, kind of weaving back and forth. And it's very complex. But I'm a yeah. STEM major. We make things complex for no yeah. freaking reason. We love making yeah. things overcomplicated. It's a thing well, we that do. we do. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it's going about. And instead of writing it, I literally have google doc comments where i'm like in all caps where did this come from or oh my gosh this is amazing and i just have a google doc thread where i'm like yes 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 so yeah and then in see how they run by ali carter which is an ali carter is an amazing author Mm -hmm. full experience definitely shaped by her got it (laughs) yeah and there is a secret society in that book so I'm taking that aspect okay very but instead cool. I'm making it corrupt kind mm-hmm. of like strict 13 kind of okay I don't think I've read that one either <laughs> you haven't you've read have you read the Hunger Games no I haven't read that either I I read like Shannon Messenger's uh Keeper of the Lost Cities Oh, okay. So you were more of like the fantasy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was more of the mystery, realistic fiction. Got it. And dystopia type. So there will definitely be (laughs) Keeper of the Lost Keys. People have kept telling me to read it. It's such a great series. Like, if Shannon Messenger ever hears this, my friend and I, my editor, I love her. We absolutely love Shannon Messenger. Like, that's kind of how we connected originally, which is. A great way to connect I think um and I definitely think that some of this book can, can you can see it's inspired by Shannon Messenger and her idea of this special girl was taken to this world of elves and mystical creatures um from the normal world and she has to learn to adapt so definitely think some of that can be seen here look yeah. at that you already have pumps exactly and I'm you're not even one. active on twitter exactly. Speaking of which, <laughs> yes. I know we talked about this but will you be, and where will people be able to find you? 
if they yeah. want to find you? Of course. So I'm on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my Instagram's opposite day of the book, um, all lowercase. It's pretty easy to find. I will um, also link that in the description or yeah. not link, but like put it in writing just in case people aren't verbal. Yeah. And then also my uh, Twitter will be linked in the description because I don't know the full name of it. I think it's just opposite day in parentheses, the book. Um, but I'm That's all right. You, you can so. get it to me later. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find it eventually. But yeah, this is so weird. I'm like, it's linked down below. And I'm like, there's nothing below me except my legs. Yeah. Oh, you cut out. So that might be the area where I'm like. That's okay. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. Okay, let's try that again. You were saying. Eventually, close, uh, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, no, right now you have to focus on gearing up for college, yeah. which is definitely going to be very exciting. Yeah, I know you're pretty excited. You've been like, oh my gosh, college, yay! But it's also scary and it's daunting. So, yeah. So fast. Yeah, oh, it has gone extraordinarily fast. And college will probably go extraordinarily fast as well. I mean, I can't believe I'm. it's going to be my third year. It seems literally only yesterday I was a freshman and terrified. Yeah, it's crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah, and then having to write and just not having to write, getting the chance to write <laughs> there, um, yeah yeah writing none of us are doing this to be no, no full-time authors like no. none of us are yeah. gonna be like I want to write full-time because yeah. I know that's not realistic for me that's not what I want to do exactly yeah I'm majoring in environmental policy okay, and yeah. so yes mm -hmm. I want to help the environment that way because between you and me and the people who watch this podcast or not watch this podcast listen to it the world and the environment especially needs help yeah. very much so yes and so that's kind of what I'm centering around that's great all right yeah. well thank you so much for having me this was amazing and hopefully of course yeah oh by the way Yes. I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but I am actually ending the podcast with kind of a question or two. Okay, kind of, yeah. I know we kind of talked a lot about your own writing style and kind of like what it is. But what exactly is your favorite kind of genre? If you could write any genre besides, you know, the genre you're writing right now. Okay. What would it be and why? And I will also answer that. Okay. I definitely think it would be nonfiction and in the scientific realm because I've just read so many books. Like, I think it's How to Train an Octopus or something like that. Amazing book. It's based on a true story. Um, so, like, books like that, um, like, uh, the thing about jellyfish is, I think it's fiction, but it's just a beautiful story as well. I also don't remember the author's names for those. I think I <laughs> we just, 
I've heard of that one, the jellyfish one. Yes, it's, oh my gosh, I love that book. (laughs) And so just anything with like marine stuff, and obviously I would prefer for it to be fantasy and fiction, um, but hopefully after my time in college, I'll be able to actually scientifically write about all that. Um, I am so so, excited for you. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, and so I'm very excited for that too. And I've written a scientific research paper already, which is IB. IB man, yeah, like I have that under my belt, which is awesome. Um, It was such a long process, and I chose a tedious, microscopic, um, (laughs) um, like idea for my IA for bio for my research paper, but. It was a great experience, and I you would basically already have a senior thesis, and you haven't even graduated high school yet. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to write a little bit on that all, and so yeah, yeah. For me, it would definitely have to be along the lines of realistic historical fiction. I think no, historical fiction, not realistic fiction. Definitely historical fiction. I'm kind of a history nut. But I don't want to do it as a career, just like with writing. It's a hobby. Like, I love history. Mm -hmm. So if I can take, you know, something, a historical, whatever, maybe I'll eventually have an idea where maybe Cleopatra comes to the modern age. That's fantastic. (laughs) Potentially. I don't know. I probably won't write it. So if you want to steal that idea, (laughs) because people do steal ideas, it's okay. Disclaimer. You are allowed to steal that. You want to take it. (laughs) Yes. No, yeah, that that would be really cool. Just anything with the history, like coming to real life, I love. Like, even as a kid, like Peabody and Sherman, that movie was awesome to me. (laughs) Yes. As soon as you said that, I'm like, I don't remember much about it, but I'm like, I I did watch that at some point. It sounds exactly like the books that you would possibly write. So I would definitely watch that. Um, I I need to rewatch that now that you said that. that. But you, we've been at this for an extraordinarily long time, which is fine. I'm okay with that if you're okay with that. Yeah. I've loved talking with you. And I hope that people are like, I love Loka and I love her idea because I love this idea. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited to write it and I hope people enjoy it. Um, Even if it's just for me and I know a couple people who I know like it, um, even if it's just that small group, I think I'd be happy. Um, but I love <laughs> yeah eventually if mine does get out into the traditional publishing world which is my goal for this one then that's what I want but if it's just like something for me and some of my friends I'm okay with that too yeah even if I just make one person happy with the book I'm writing and they just can get inspired by it I think I'd be happy it with only that. takes one person it only takes one yep exactly so thank you so much for having me. Oh, of ahead. course, Sorry. yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Like I said, this is professionally unscripted. So yes. I'm making this up on the spot. Disclaimer. Thank you for watching. Or not, oh my gosh, I have to stop saying watching. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listening. 
the Zoom. <laughs> yeah, it's the Zoom thing. Thank you for listening to Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. And Aloka and I literally fangirling over each other for an hour. I don't even know how long this over 20, is. Almost hour 30. Yeah. <laughs> something, something like that. Something like yeah. that. It's fine. These yeah. are long. I know they're going to be long. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if this inspires you to write, go for it. If this yeah. inspires you in any way, shape, or form, I will be ecstatic. Like, that is something that I want for people to be inspired and to know that Gen Z has stuff to say. And I think you and I have said stuff. Mm-hmm. yeah I think I mean you've inspired me just from talking to you today I have so much like I have so many ideas just going through my brain right now I'm so excited I'm so yes. happy yeah me too I'm so excited oh, yes, excited. well thank you everybody for listening to us ramble and <laughs> I hope you have a good day afternoon hopefully you're not listening to this in the morning because we're a lot in the morning I know this energy this this hype might be good it might wake you up yeah great way to start your day yeah honestly just listen to the two of us exactly but yeah Yeah. just thank you for giving this podcast a chance i don't know if this is gonna go anywhere if it does like i'm excited to see where it goes me too and bye